It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. I'm Betches co-founder Jordana Abraham, and this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Branded at the drive-in. Branded. A fool. What will they say? Hit me! Welcome to your Tuesday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. So today, uh, I'm not doing any additions because I drove from Arizona to Los Angeles, uh, back from my parents to, to sunny old LA, which, but it's a lot cooler here, which is nice. But I've got to say, everybody needs to chill the F out. Like, there were so many people on the road, and it really it makes me miss the pandemic. I'm going to say it. I really do. There was, like, at times it was a ghost town on the 10, and now I thought I feared for my 
I, I feared for my life at times. So today we have an old friend of the podcast, um, uh, an oldie but a goodie, even though she's way younger than I am. And uh, we recapped all of uh, what, what we recapped all of Summer House. Summer House. We re, but we didn't we and we recapped all of OC too, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're the, the <laughs> we're the two people that watched last season of OC. So, uh, Emily Clayton, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back, Ryan. Uh, you didn't think it was going to happen. Ryan and I met in person in real life, and I haven't been on the pod since. Yeah, I was so. like, what a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, no, we actually did meet in person for the first time, and we went to Tom Tom, and we had a wild night at Tom Tom, didn't we? We did. It was, um, obviously I'm not in LA, but was it one of the first weekends you could dine indoors? Well, but we were outside at one of those outside tables, but yeah, it was the first weekend of that. And we got like a primo spot and I know two of your friends came and met us and we just, I mean, we really tied one on. We were drinking until two o'clock and then you guys and then emily goes we i drop i mean the uber i wasn't driving i was not driving the uber drives emily off at her place and she gets up like five four hours later to do soul cycle or some bullshit i had a like an eight thirty soul cycle class that, in century city that's insane <laughs> so i had to wake up <laughs> i know but now that well soul cycle in vegas is reopening thank god but Oh, thank God. Visiting L.A. was the only time I could go. So that was, you know, the sacrifice I had to make. But the craziest part of going out in L.A. was that everything was closing at 145, too. And I live in Vegas, so, like, that's when, like, the DJ comes out. Oh, so usually you would have been up much later, but you were in... So 2 o'clock is considered an early night in Los Angeles, or for you. In Vegas, yeah. Yeah, because you would probably be, you know... I don't think Diplo's coming out till one thirty uh, or two anyway. You guys, you guys explain <laughs> it. Emily is so thirsty for Diplo. You guys got it. And I know all you ladies are. What's the deal? He literally like he he's like Scott Disick with talent. He's Scott Disick with talent. Like this guy. <laughs> I feel is... like that's actually very appealing to people. Oh, you God. know, women love Scott. <laughs> And then you just add it. Andy is talent. Oh my God. It's like literally like, let's put the creepiest wispy mustache on a man that knows how to DJ. And then everybody freaks out. This guy tries to ruin his good. Like he tries to ruin natural looks by like having a cowboy phase. I know. And it's like, there are so many girls that are like obsessed with him and I can't even. Emily, like, you're one of them. Emily, know, you literally like, are one of them. He doesn't have the like. You know, a striking, I don't know who would be like a good example, like a Superman. Who's the, the British actor that plays Superman? Henry, Ca- Henry Cavill? Yeah, like he doesn't have like that kind of like mass appeal. Wait, but Diplo somehow doesn't... I mean, he Diplo, does. Diplo's like pretty famous, I think. Mass appeal in the like good look sense, I guess. Oh, well, see, I think when he like cut cleans up, you know, I mean, but just imagine introducing Diplo to your parents, Emily. What do you like? And like, like, is your dad like Mr. Lowe? And he's like, please call me dip. Whoever is like doing their wills and be like, get Emily out of my <laughs> will right now. How, I mean, would I your, think that would be what is the strange, is there, what is the strangest guy you've ever brought home to your parents? My parents have never met a guy I've dated. Okay. That's a little, don't you think it's a that's little weird. weird at this point? Yeah. The hair? That's weird. They'll like ask like they won't try to like intrude on my life but they'll be like 
so are you seeing anyone? Like, don't, you don't have to tell me like you don't want to. <laughs> well, that's but, funny. Your like, parents did you... reach out to me when they knew you were coming on to ask if I could get any information about your dating <laughs> I'm life. I'm sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> if you could just fish for us, <laughs> that would be great. They're probably just like, this, she's just alone at this point. <laughs> Wait, so on like Valentine's Day, are they like, another Valentine's Day, huh, Emily? Anything special today? Oh, yeah, it'll be like, you going to dinner tonight? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice it was the most like, romantic day like of the week, year. Like a week later, be like, what are you doing Tuesday? Good plans Tuesday night? Just, just wondering, maybe we can grab grab a dinner or something. If you're or saying. your, your parents. Your, your parents are like, uh, I read an article during the pandemic. Uh, so many women got pregnant. Uh, does that ring true with you at all? <laughs> be like... Or I get the I get the stories of like women are getting married later. That's interesting. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like I people love... are putting off marriage, Emily, a lot later than other people have. <laughs> it's so you're you know that's what parents are so great is that they really they find ways to make you feel bad but great at the same time or try to make you feel great but it kind of makes you feel bad because they'll say things like, um, you know, Charlie Chaplin had kids into his eighties. Be like, okay, that's cool. I mean, yeah. I kind of lucked out because my parents had me in their thirties. Yeah. And so, so you got time then. Yeah, like, and I know a lot of people that are, you know, slightly older than me that are like feeling the clock ticking because their parents probably had them when they were twenty-five. But I kind of lucked out that my parents were a little ahead of their time. You really lucked out, yeah. Um, <laughs> then my dad will be like, um, when I was. 26 i was already dating your mom so <laughs> well, <laughs> like, okay happy for you but. well i don't want to make you nervous emily but i got an email from my first straight man listener and i said this on today on monday's pod but i almost i was like oh my god there's a straight dude that listens and he likes it so if you play your cards i actually he has a girlfriend but i'm just saying there might be others so if you play your cards right this could be like a dating pool for you yeah, Emily B. Clayton on Instagram. <laughs> Let oh, me know yeah. if you're a straight Wow, that did, you didn't even pause. So you did not even. He's uh, Emily B. Clayton. Uh, just tell me I, I'm willing to send nudes pretty quickly. Um, yeah. <laughs> like if you want to go to dinner, <laughs> I'm willing to listen to you talk for a free dinner. <laughs> okay. Well, so Diplo, you would definitely, you would definitely let, you know, see your bits and pieces, right? So what about Tristan Thompson? Yeah. No. What, what does Tristan do for I you? Think Anything? I think he's handsome, but I mean, obviously, everything that we know about him, you know, it's not. I don't. I want to know who he's going to date next. I don't want to. Okay, so here's here's the deal, guys. This is you know, fuck you, Tristan Thompson. I'm sorry, kids. I'm sorry, anybody that has little children, but fuck you. This is exact. I should be taking a victory lap around West Hollywood, but instead, I'm having to pick up. Coco's Chloe's heart. This is what we said would happen, and it finally happened on the. You know what? By the way, I almost got into a car accident around Palm Springs because my <laughs> my phone started blowing up like about Chloe and Tristan news. I almost like got into. A, I had to pull over to make a couple memes because I was so ex- I was like jittery. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> you were like with the um, windmills in the background. Yeah, <laughs> I was just shaking a fist at the windmills and. The thing is, I should be prepared. Like, did you ever read like a newspapers? The people that write the obituaries, they'll write obituaries ahead of time for older people, like older famous yeah, people like to save celebs. time. Yeah, I feel like I should yeah. have had three memes ready to go. But do you actually think like I feel like we get a Tristan and Chloe story 
are like they're done like once a quarter. No, 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 no. This is done. It's you really over this time. Well, let's let's like look at the facts. Did you watch the Keeping Up with the Kardashians two part uh, reunion? I have not. Okay. Well, we'll talk Did to you later. We'll talk to you later, Emily. Yeah, on the pod. <laughs> uh, no, so I'm doing a full recap of it later this week with uh, a reporter from the Washington Post. This ain't your, uh, hey guys, this is not just a trashy podcast. We get Washington Post reporters, um, but it was fascinating in a lot of ways. But what was so weirdly fascinating and humiliating in retrospect was that last night was the second part, and I've got I've got really weird conspiracy theories about this now. There was literally a whole section where they all praised Tristan, where they said, this guy put in the work, he's really sorry, this guy, and Andy was like, well, you know, what, what makes you think that he won't do this again? And Chloe goes, well, I just don't understand why he would put in that much work if he was just going to do it again. Because he's a sick bastard! This yeah, is his... like he gets publicity and fame and money by being with you well, which is something most, a lot of people want and i don't even think it's that i think this guy is a competitor and he was like oh, i mean he is a professional basketball player there's only really so many in the world you have to be competitive to get to that level so anyway I, I think everybody was like oh chloe would never take him back and he's like you want to bet and then he fucking threw himself into that mission and he got her back and then he was like mission yeah. accomplished and time, time to fuck randoms that they were gonna maybe have another baby. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Emily, this whole thing, all like Chris Jenner was like, I, Chris Jenner goes, you know, I saw him so much during the pandemic. He was always with her. He was always at our Palm Springs house. And I'm like, you idiots. It's the pandemic. You're not supposed to go anywhere. Like, of course he stayed at your fucking Palm Springs mansion. You guys, we were in the same pod. <laughs> but you guys stay in the most amazing places. You think he wants to stay in like butthole? Cleveland, Ohio? Or well, no, no, I, guess I, know, I know Cleveland's lovely. I'm just saying, you think like it's easy to not cheat during the pandemic. This guy, this guy got his first vaccine. He was putting his dick in things right and left, you know? And I mean, the NBA side of it, too. He has so much of an excuse to be away for a big chunk of the year. And he doesn't even play in L.A. for home games. So <laughs> he was just like, these girls are falling on. Out. These girls are falling on my dick, Chloe. I do. It's not me. Yeah, but, these Boston girls. But think about these. This this reminds me of. Jax Taylor level uh, sociopath, so- sociopathy? Is that the word? Like, it is so dark to go on a TV show on a redemption season where you're like, Chloe, I love you. I'll do anything. And then some of the girls that follow me on Instagram were like, oh my God, I really started to believe him. I'm like, no, Why? you idiots. Do not ever believe Tristan Thompson. And Emily, what do we always say? Do not sleep with Tristan Thompson. Yes, sleep with Tristan. <laughs> Do not, and Emily, that's what I'm telling you. I'm telling all the ladies and I'm telling the dudes too. You don't know. He might go for dudes and just because he's desperate. Do not sleep with Tristan Thompson. If somebody's, if, if you need to sleep with Tristan, if you're about to sleep with Tristan Thompson, treat it like a drug uh, relapse. You call me. I will give you my number. You call me. I will talk you through that moment. There are plenty of dirtbag people to sleep with. You do not need to do this. He does not deserve penis or vagina anywhere near his penis. And I did love that because I love YouTube stars. Oh, Emily, like, what is, you're part connection. of the problem. I know. I love YouTube so stars. Like, 
I mean, I think that was that tweet today or yesterday from Tana. I can't remember. Oh, where yes. she was tweeting about her birthday party and about how Tristan was there talking to girls. And then she was like, where's True? Yeah, well, so Tana Monaga- Monagao, is that how you say her name? I think Mon- Tana Mo- Mon- Mon- Mongo? Mongo? <laughs> we, we, Wait, did you say ta- Tana Mon... Tana Mongo? <laughs> Tana Mugo? Tana, Tana I feel like you have to sit. What's that? Um, now there's a lot of pressure and I can't say it. Okay. So there's a girl, Everybody Tana. Knows about, she yeah. was a storyteller YouTuber and I hate that I know this. And she was the one that married Jake Paul on a, like a, a, a live stream and tried to charge people for it. And it's like one of those people where you're like, how the fuck are we just making anybody famous these days? But I guess she had a birthday party for her 25th or 26th birthday. And she tweeted She's like 22. Ryan. Oh God. <laughs> She, but, but by the way, but by the way, her makeup, you guys, no shit makes her look 35. Like not even, yeah. not, but like a, like a, a notorious face tuner. Wait, is she, wait, is she, she's a notorious face tuner? Yeah. Like <laughs> that's like what she's like known for, for like more or less like being a catfish. I love her, but like she's, she's a notorious, notorious. So much. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm about to bring up a TikTok. Of the, uh, <laughs> Even the paparazzi team price on God. Wait, wait, by the way, wait, wait, wait. You guys, when Emily came to Los Angeles, we uh, we met up and then she had to um, she had to uh, take a break because she had reservations at Saddle Ranch because it's the big TikToker place now. And and whole Saddle Ranch has been for the entirety of its thing. And somehow yeah. this is when we know TikTok needs to be stopped. They're taking like shitty like places and giving them new life and all of a sudden TikTokers just hang out there. And like, why did you want to see that? Well, I've been many times <laughs> like before it was cool because we used to always go there before we would go to the comedy store because oh, okay. it's like literally right there. Yeah. Not even a block. Um, but this was the first time I had been since it's like kind of social media resurgence, but I don't, I would love Maybe maybe this time next year we'll be watching an HBO Max. <laughs> well, I mean, I would. Well, we know Emily would watch it if there was one. I would. I'm maybe I should executive produce. <laughs> well, as someone who's seen it in many iterations, I think what you know they're probably there. I wonder if there's like a thing of like TikTokers like did somebody pay from Saddle Ranch to like did they pay TikTokers to get it famous? Because I'm like we could like re like we could get Planet Hollywood going again. Like, just have TikTokers oh, yeah. go to shitty. Like, they Island. should do, oh, what's that, like, Kitchen Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay? They should have, like, a Kitchen Nightmares, but then they bring in a TikToker to, like, make the place cool again. Cool. Yeah. I think we're on to something. No one steal that idea. <laughs> um, Okay. So, Tristan, back to him being, like, a complete dickhead. Supposedly, this relationship ended weeks ago, um, the little information that we do know. But my thing is, people were wondering why the Kardashian reunion was Thursday and then Sunday instead of Thursday and Thursday. I have a weird theory that it was going to be Thursday and Thursday, and then Chris found out this was happening and knew the story was going to release uh, leak, so moved up the release date of the second part of the reunion. Guys, I have that is no basis in fact at all. I'm completely Minus making the fact that Chris Jenner could do that. 
well, oh my God, you guys in this reunion, Chris Jenner acted like she doesn't understand why there's rumors about her and she wouldn't even know who to call if she wanted to control stories. I'm like, come on. Like, I love Chris Jenner People so lead much. Into it. But like, yeah, like act like, like flex a little bit, Chris, you know? Yeah, of course. She's like the, the master of it all. Like she was, you know, the stage mom, a stage mom. So I think there's nothing wrong with leaning into that role. But Chloe last night said once again that kind of we, the audience, are to blame for all of her insecurities and things like that. And, you know, I'll take – and she finally admitted she had a nose job, but she said nobody had ever asked her point blank, which I'm like – Did she uh, say it was a deviated septum? Did no, she no. She said it was an actual nose job. She, she named the surgeon, um, and that that was Dr. awesome. Gianvi? What's that? Who was it? Dr. Gianvi? Wait, like an Instagram. It's like an Instagram. Is that Tana Mongal? Is that what is that? Doctor. No, the um, he's like Instagram famous. Um, <laughs> but the like kind of realty is that I've heard of some people that have gone to him and been like botched. But he's like well known. He's almost like yeah. Her name's Chloe Kardashian. Yeah, no, but like like normal girls. No, this like Instagram doctor and like had their boobs fucked up or their nose fucked up. Well, my thing with with Chloe is that it is got, you know, it has got to be wild to have so many people say things about your looks. But I, I don't I will not. I refuse to take all of the blame or us to take all the blame because it's like, girl, the call is coming from inside the house. Like you first off had to compete with all of your sisters that have like unobtainable beauty standards and like so that pressure is there plus you have fucking tristan thompson cheating on you right and left so i don't think we the fan base need to shoulder the blame for all of this like i like how everybody always like doesn't like grasp the actual reality of their life and that could have something to do with it and not just oh people see say mean things on the internet what about the guy that's cheated on you publicly in videos it's like they want to blame everyone but yeah, because it's so easy to blame Tristan and then everybody like, OK, leave him. And you're like, no, it's your fault. Your fault. I have all these issues. Well, I thought about this long and hard. And this is what I'm willing to do for science and for the podcast is I am willing to date Khloe Kardashian just to get her back on the right track. Thank you for your service. Ryan. I think I think I think it's going to teach Does her she some. Live in I think it's going to teach her some hard lessons. She's going to live in my bedroom, in my house with my weird roommate. Um, uh, we're, you know, we're just going to keep it with cash. You. She can only shop we'll at Old Navy. Room. What's that? Does, where is True sleeping? Also in the, uh, also in the fuck, I forgot about True. Tristan can have True for the year. And this is going to be kind of like. That'll teach him some responsibility. Yeah, this guy. But this is going to be like a, a version of that movie Overboard with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Have you ever seen it? I have not. <laughs> it is a magical film, Emily, where this rich uh, kind of like princess that lives on a yacht. She like like this guy, Kurt Russell. He's like a, a hot handyman, I guess. And he's making her this like shelf for her shoes in the yacht. And he, she's really rude to him in the beginning scene. And then I think she like something. She hurts herself on the boat or whatever and gives herself amnesia, as you do. And Kurt Russell Duh. realizes this. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. A to- who hasn't had amnesia? And he saves her or something, and then he, like, goes, oh, I got a bright idea. I'm going to convince her 
this is the mom of my three unruly boys. And so she wakes up and he, he lies to her and goes, oh, my God, they may he makes up this whole history of their whole romance. And she's like, I just don't remember any of it. But at the end, it teaches her how to be an amazing human. You know, like it, and they end up and I spoiler alert, guys, it's only a 25 year old movie. They end up together. She she, you know, starts to remember things and she realizes she doesn't want her old life of riches and, you know, yachts and stuff. She wants to be with Kurt Russell and the boys. And that's what Chloe needs. Dude, Chloe, I want to humble her. Who do you think she's going to date next? We've got single. Wait, wait, him and Emily. Chloe. She's going to date me. What do we? Ryan. I don't know. You decide, Ryan. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I mean, I always said initially before Tristan, she you can't go wrong with an accountant. Like you can't she like with a numbers man. Horrible. What I'm afraid of is I feel like she's going to try to get some kind of weird celebrity or weird. Um, I think she might go with Miley Cyrus. I mean, um, you saw, I don't know if you've been watching The Hills. Unfortunately, yes, because I hate myself. Okay, I haven't what been, a like, horrible show. On it, but I did see that Caitlyn, um, Brody's ex, and Miley's ex is pregnant. Yeah, and, but but on the show, they act like she's falling in love with that Italian girl. Yeah, and then now she has, like, a whole other boyfriend that got her pregnant. <laughs> I'm start. you know what, Emily? I'm starting to think that these shows aren't even real. <laughs> Ryan, yeah. don't tell us that. Oh my God! So <laughs> willing suspension of disbelief. I gotta say, I make fun of Chloe a lot, but my heart does go out to her, even though I think she is. I mean, you know, it's she's a tragic figure in a lot of ways, but I'm glad she she could have stayed with him, and I'm glad she didn't. You know? Yeah. No more athletes, Chloe. Go find somebody else, or unless it's like a shot putter or something, somebody like a weird sport. What about yeah, like a, a I mean, jockey? Coming up. Yeah, what if she's like, like a I mean, Chloe's like five ten and jockeys are like five four. Well, did you watch? Did you watch Real Housewives of New York this week? No. They well, Lou, they did this. I mean, it's, so, it's it was so bad this week, but they did this like beauty pageant thing because they were trying to like you know waste time, I, I guess, for the show. And Luann did like a baton routine, but it didn't even seem like a real baton. It just seemed like she was just flailing her arm like i swear to god if you gave me a baton right now i could do yeah, the exact say, we same could routine. probably figure out how to do that if you gave us like half an hour what like was that video what was that well yeah well we know you know your way around youtube what is that thing <laughs> with the the ribbons and then you like flow it's like the ribbons and then you like <laughs> oh, yeah. your, your wrist i know what you're talking it's about it's magical it's like ribbon and it's like they had like people did it like in high school like yeah, exactly. Team. Yeah, it's, but it's like you know, if you could do it well, it's magical. You know, like it reminds me of unicorns for some reason. Yeah. Um, bad news, and I, I, I just found this out today, and this is just between me and you guys, the podcast audience, and Emily. Um, Hannah Burner from Summer House blocked me. <gasps> Didn't she follow you? <laughs> she did. No. Well, I mean, here's the deal. She did, and I I've gone really hard on Hannah, deservedly so. I feel but not not really. Re- like this was recent, I assume. Not really yes. recently. No, no, no. Like, it's, okay, so so obviously I'm doing that podcast with Sophie on Mondays, and Sophie, you know, really doesn't like Hannah, um, and uh, as well. And I so I che- you know I don't ever really check, and then all of a sudden I w- like had a couple of glasses of wine uh, like a week and a half ago, 
and I check, you know, like you'll get brave enough to check the Bravo celebrities that followed you like Sonia Morgan. Like I like I'm so scared to see when Sonia unfollows me because I'll be sad. <laughs> but Hannah, I noticed unfollowed me and I was like, oh, OK, that's fine. And I yeah, unfo- you're like, you get it. I to- Oh, I totally get it. You know, I, I really do. I totally get it. I've made fun. I've made. But also it's one of those things that I get further into this. It's like I don't want to have to play ball just to like get people on the show. Like, I don't want to have to be middle of the road. Like if Hannah is acting like an asshole in a season, I want to be able to say that without, I mean, like, can we all admit she was an asshole this season or do we all have to play like everybody but her can admit that, (laughs) but but I'm saying like, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Like, am I supposed to be like middle of the road so I can be successful? You know, like I don't like, but anyway, it's worked for other, other potters (laughs) or memers. So other memers, I, I want to, bash my head against a wall every i was on a podcast today somebody i was guessing on a podcast today and they said i was uh i was one of their favorite memers and i almost i was just like so sad i was like i went to college i didn't i'm I'm an actor i'm I'm a trained (laughs) actor i could have gone to juilliard and and uh i'm a favorite you know but i'm very happy pulling over in palm springs yeah now i almost killed myself on the i-10 because of tristan thompson and chloe which is exactly how i thought i would would go out eventually exactly yeah um as we wait for the next season of kardashians whatever that means on hulu so so you know like i'll always get people will send me in my dms um like pictures of like Jax's stuff but it'll say post unavailable because Jax has blocked me. You know, I'm oh, very shocking. used to it. So, but I have to remind people each time. So I'll say, oh, hey, Jax blocked me. Will you just send me a screenshot of what uh, he said? And this girl was like, oh, no, this is Hannah and sent me that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and it was the what a way to find out, too. <laughs> when I betrayed every time you block somebody, you need to send a personal note saying I will block. I block thee." you know. I mean, I think especially like in the Bravo verse, that's helpful because now you're like, okay, now I can go yes. hard on Hannah. Well, <laughs> I'm sure she has plenty of no pun intended <laughs> burners. But <laughs> well, so they sent me the post, and it was um, she posted on Instagram, "I finally finished all of Netflix" or something. It was like the oh, but creative. but we've all seen that joke a thousand times, right? Yeah, and I mean, especially, like, that joke would have been hit a lot different a year ago when so, we were all in lockdown and there was nothing to do but watch Netflix. So oh, no. It was I, about a year late. It was amazing when I saw that joke at the beginning of the pandemic from other people. I'm saying, like, Hannah took that joke again, posted it, and then I find out on Blocked, which, once again, like, it is... You know the sensitive. I mean, she did have to go to your page to block. I know that. Well, but then I was like, I was like, what could have done it? And then I remembered a couple weeks ago, I had a friend of the pod, Samaj, on who went to her stand-up show and gave a full twenty-minute review of her podcast of her of her show, and said and said she used the Netflix show. Uh, tweet in her show and he was the one that was like oh yeah like i've seen that so many times and i thought i was fairly nice to hannah saying like okay well you know you you get better at stand-up if you keep doing it i said i don't know if she should headline anymore but like i was like okay so yeah that could that could give you get you a block but to i mean i guess that means like is she but enough people sent that to her I know what is new, but that means like people are listening. That's kind of good. Yeah. But at the same time, like I am, 
sensitive. So I, I was, I, I never want to hurt somebody, but at the same time, I do have strong opinions. Like I, I hate Tristan Thompson. (laughs) I don't think I will never apologize to Tristan Thompson, you know? Yeah, imagine if you were just like I'm neutral on Tristan. Like, yeah, give a, I guess he's a, do without him. He's fine. I don't really care either way. I that guess he's a good guy. I guess he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyways, I, I, that's that was a new one, and I guess all I'm hoping is that Hannah doesn't come back to Summer House ever now. You know, I mean, I don't think she will. I have seen on the TikTok she's trying oh to, you know, God. as other comedians do, put up a little like one minute vignette from the stand-up show it's never funny <laughs> so, yeah, By the way, stand-up oh, is so is, hard is you best. guys stand-up is so I know, hard I could, never, I could never do it and like i said i love seeing live stand-up as i mentioned love going to the comedy store um after the saddle ranch uh, <laughs> i love you're trying to like save you going to saddle ranch by like oh i go to i go to the comedy guys, store was, a lot it was everybody yeah. it was other people's idea. I didn't just suggest it because it's it's right there and the restaurant's big and you may not need a reservation. (laughs) Um, I did stand up for like a year and a half and the first, I remember the first seven times I did it and I did it at the comedy store a couple times, I killed where I was like, this is so easy. Why does everybody complain? About, like I would get nervous, but I would treat it like, like, like theater where I would like memorize my thing. And I had some audience things and I was like, this is so fun. And then I remember doing a, a show in Los Feliz. And this was before Eric Andre was doing the Eric Andre show. And he was backstage and I knew him from my acting studio. And he was, I remember him saying this so specifically, we were talking and he was like, Oh, he's like, he's like, why don't you quit your at like that studio job? You always seem miserable there. And I was <laughs> like, oh, you know, I was like, well, easier. I mean, easy for you to say. And then they called my name and I went out there and it was all like 21 year olds. And all my material was about like marriage and getting pregnant. We never got pregnant, but like about the possibility of getting pregnant. So it was like a 30 year old stand up set about trying to get pregnant like it was and that it, doesn't exactly oh hit it was not hitting it was not hitting with these kids that snuck in 40s you know and yeah they i just want to go because there's a two drink minimum and, then, and it's like that first that first joke that just doesn't land and you just like don't hear the usual laughter you're used to hearing and you're like oh that's weird there, there was supposed to be a laugh there and then you realize you don't have them at all. And there's something weird about my body where it turns to water immediately in like any situation. Like if I get just a hair nervous or unsettled, I realize that I'm 80% water and it just all starts coming out. And then you, all of a sudden I like feel it like it's like dripping down my face. And like the it was like a very small room. So I could like I literally was watching this girl watch my sweat. Like I was like, you clock beating. Yeah. It was like the slow mo of like, and, and then I was just rush. I was cutting things just to make the set shorter. And then, uh, we had a mic and I'd take the mic out of the stand and they're like Ryan Bailey. And it was like, just like this really sad smattering of applause. And I got, um, I got tangled up in the mic. Oh no! I got tangled some, up. Some, some physical comedy. Oh, I got no, and I and I said just like and I literally said, just get me out of here, 
Just get me out of here. And it wasn't like a joke. It was like, get me out of here. And my whole body was sweat. And I just ran outside to feel the cool air. And I went home that night. I remember I was, I, I drank. I, I had to, I had to have a drink immediately. Like I, I felt like I was so unhinged. It was the worst feeling I'd ever felt in my life. And up to that point, it felt amazing. Like, Oh my God, you're a stand-up comedian. How did you not know this until now? You know? <laughs> was it like a tight 15? How long was your set? I think this set ended up being like eight minutes and I had 10 because I started cutting things when I realized, yeah. like, I, but I was cutting things in my head while I was going. So the cuts probably didn't even make sense. I just realized that they were so not with me that there was no way to win them back, you know? Yeah. And if you know that from the jump, I, like, you, you feel like you're like wasting your time, right? You know who I felt like. Who? <laughs> well, you really, you were like really. Hannah? No, I felt Hannah? like I felt like Sutton, Sutton Strack from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I felt <laughs> like I was. Thank Ryan. you. No, I really, I really felt like it was just such a flame out, and it shook. Like it, there is nothing like a bomb at a stand-up show to like shake you at the core of your being. You know. I know one of my I didn't go, but a friend of mine went to a stand up show in uh, Vegas this past weekend. And I guess some guy got booed off the stage because he was talking about roofing underage girls. Like, hey, I nature still, is like, healing, that. folks. Nature is healing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of like, like, oh, like the Bill Cosby S jokes <laughs> still not cool anymore. <laughs> well, wait. So you're, you, you guys, if you guys don't know, uh, Emily lives in Vegas and I mean, so you, you, you guys are full capacity now, right? Yeah, it is, um, mask free. <laughs> Everybody's popping it at the clubs again. Wait, what is popping it at the clubs again? Mean? Just, I mean, it's like the clubs are popping, popping it at the clubs again. They're, they're packed hot as hell. Like hot as in like this scene is hot or just like it was physically 115 hot. degrees yesterday. It uh, cooled down to 111 today. Is DJ Polly D DJing yet? Uh, I, I have not seen. I did see that um, for all the Jersey Shore stands that Ronnie Ronnie's girlfriend got arrested again. Oh, my God. Jen Harley. You guys. Yeah, I was like. I, I don't know what she does that gets arrested for domestic violence in Vegas. But by the way, like, and I, I the trigger warning, like I, I I'm going to make a joke, but I will say physical, like domestic violence, if guy, girl, whatever, that is scary as hell. And if you're in that, get the hell out. But I will say also, we know where this story ends for Ronnie and for Jen, because Ronnie was just like, uh, uh, like supposedly like, hit his new fiance who he just got engaged to a couple weeks ago. And now Jen has an incident with her new dude. These guys are both violent as hell. And I know we all love Ronnie because of Jersey shore, but it's like, it gets to a point where you have too many of these incidents. It's not funny anymore. You know? No. And it's like, it continues to happen. And, it's like, obviously, they were toxic together, but them breaking up didn't do them any good. <laughs> well, I'm starting to think they're both just toxic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you think of like, okay, they were they couldn't be together. And then they went their separate ways. And now they're, you know, happy as a clam. But that's obviously not true. So, well, I, I just, uh, the, 
I mean, I want to be able to like go back to making fun of how white Ronnie's teeth are. Like Ronnie got new teeth in like one of the early seasons of Jersey Shore Family Vacation. I feel like that's like the first thing people do when they like get famous. When they is, get a little, like, get when they get a little money. Yeah, Ben they Affleck got. Yeah, Ben Affleck got veneers for the movie Armageddon. He had the studio pay for it. That's a little fun fact. But uh, I feel like that would be a good way to like kind of finesse it. It is interesting. Do you ever wonder, like, do you ever notice the actors that have kept their gnarly teeth and the actors that have fixed it? Like, and because there's like, like Will Ferrell, if you guys look at Will Ferrell's mouth, nobody really would. But if you do, you notice he's had fucked up teeth since the beginning. But like Will Ferrell, he's so fucking funny. He's like, I don't care. This is who I am. You know, he's not trying to be hot. Play it off. Yeah. He's not trying to be like, oh, my next role, I'm going to be James Bond. So I need perfect veneers he knows what he's playing now i'm kind of obsessed with seeing will ferrell's james bond i mean that would probably be the least controversial when they have a problem with every james bond have you ever watched the office of course <laughs> have you ever emily have you ever watched I, the that o- was like, emily what you got to check uh, out this show the office it's a little show that was like the first show i remember like yarring yeah, I mean, I, I, that, I when I, I had like a Like, if we were like, if we were gonna miss an episode, we had to make sure it was on the DVR. Yeah, I, I mean, God, sadly, I remember when you had to like tape on VHS. It was the worst. Um, I do as well. My mom was on Antiques Roadshow. Wait, PBS wait, Classic. wait, please tell me you were like on it with her as a little girl. Were you there? No, she did, okay, she did mention me. She's like, my little brat of a daughter. We're going to leave this to her. (laughs) Yeah, no, she's like, yeah, like, I'm going to leave it for my daughter or something. Um, But so I guess we, like, got it on tape, and then we ended up, like, re-accidentally, like, recording something else over that tape. And now (laughs) the, like, Antiques Rojo from, like, 2000. Wait, what was she selling? What was she selling? It was these, um, like, first edition Alice in Wonderland books. How much were they worth? It was a lot, I think. I can't remember did because she, we don't have the video. But did she end up? Did she end up. up selling them? No, I think that one they just have like an expert. So, but I'm saying like she has those books. Yeah, in her possession. yeah, so, they're still in her house. What's your mom's address, just by chance? Um, <laughs> yeah, where's it's where, one... <laughs> where, where does she keep these said Alice in Wonderland books? <laughs> yeah, these first these first editions. Yeah, yeah, every day I text Emily. Hey, Emily, what do you think your mom's social security number is? Do you, <laughs> yeah. do you have any idea? Or like, what are the? I saw some tweet that was like, you know, like just send me like your mom's maiden name. <laughs> The yeah. street. Yeah, no, it was like on, yeah, it goes, and the name of your first. Yeah, pet. your porn star name is your your first name, your mom's maiden name, and your social security number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, and your billing zip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Your mom was on Antiques Roadshow. Yeah, a million years ago, and There's we the... went again to try to be on it again. We did not make the cut. Wait, what was the sec? What was the new item they were trying to get? Um, some like silver. <laughs> Emily, Emily goes. It was me. I was ten years old. They were trying to sell me. No, I was. Um, I was like college aged. It was in Tucson. Oh, were you embarrassed, like or were you like, like in the convention center? There was, <laughs> there was like a little electrical fire. Wait, didn't you mention the, the before that you were kind of into arson as a youngster? <laughs> no, I wish I wouldn't even light like a cigarette lighter for like candles until I was like. 21 <laughs> wait do you do you remember your first one where you're like you can do this i was probably like trying to light a candle or something like but i was probably under the supervision of a friend 
Oh my god! Because That's... it like it scared me. Like anything well, fire was just not was not it for me. I told this story on one of the earlier podcasts. Any new listeners, uh, you'll hear. Like I remember, kind of like that with like condoms. Like I was really scared. Like and I, by the way, this was like when I was fifteen. I had no, I had no. There was like no sex in my future, you know, like there was none. But I went to this U2 tour at Sun Devil Stadium in Arizona. And the only thing I could afford souvenir wise was these condoms, these U2 condoms that were like five bucks. And I was like, very cool. And then I remember I was like, there was two condoms in the package. And I was like, I got to check these things out. Like, I got to know, like in part of me, like I'm truly an idiot. I thought the condom itself had sexual powers. So like I thought it would like it was going to be like an ex- like an a sexual experience if you put it on, you know? And so that's so like blissfully <laughs> ignorant. Yeah, yeah. That like I love that. Well, no, I was I was 32, but it was yeah. You know, yeah, no, I was 15 and my mom, my my family went to church. I don't know why I got to stay home. And I remember busting the condoms out. I was in the living room carpet and I laid down and I took one out and I put it on me and I just sat, I just laid there and I was expecting some like magical revelation of like, you know, and nothing happened. And I was like, this is just like plastic up against my penis, you know? Which is literally exactly what it is. And Didn't Emily, one of the baddies send you one? Yeah. Like a, so, so Emily Stalker, uh, for, uh, from uh, a podcast listener, but also my friend, uh, she, she found the U2 condoms and sent me in, uh, uh, in like not even, not even used. <laughs> oh, sorry. She sent me used, you no used you two condoms. But Emily, Were the actual condoms printed with anything or just the wrapper? No, no, it was just no, it was just condoms. It, the 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 outside packaging had the U2 <laughs> emblem. And, anyone can send you a, a used condom be like, yeah, this is a U2 package. But also imagine you date a guy and then all of a sudden he's like she's like, You got a condom? You're like, I sure do. And then you bust out U2 condoms. And what then you just have to like, like, what's your favorite song? It's a beautiful day. Don't <laughs> let it. Well, and I tell you, I was so upset at that experience. I never wore condoms again, Emily. <laughs> That's I for the best. I refused. I <laughs> refused. That's how God would have wanted. It. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder how many literal like kids Bono has saved people from having from those U two condoms. Bono created if the condoms weren't good enough. What we what what if there was a defect in the U two condoms and there was he got there was so many unwanted pregnancies after U two shows that I mean Phoenix might have gone through a baby yeah Phoenix, Phoenix nine months after that <laughs> around ninety eight there was a huge <laughs> huge surge of uh, babies being born in Phoenix. and they're all named after various yeah. this is my son the Edge. <laughs> maybe a middle name yeah evan edge <laughs> um okay guys that's enough silliness we had enough we had plenty of silliness now we need to get to something very serious and that's this week's episode of real housewives of beverly hills episode five and it's called the divided states of erica like come on duh duh you guys the divided erica states was in this episode for five seconds like so. this, i mean i was so close to suing Bravo after this episode because you, did you watch the housewife and the hustler on Hulu? Um, I've watched a little bit of it, but I haven't finished it. Emily, what the hell are you doing? Are you just working? I'm 
I'm working. I'm clubbing. I had a big event last weekend, so that's really well, what I was doing. And then when I wasn't working, I was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let me sum it up for you. Erica and Tom are guilty, and uh, that's what I. But this, I did love seeing all because I was like, I kept seeing Danielle from Real Estate in New Jersey like all over Twitter, and I was like, why is like Danielle like kind of blowing up right now? Like this is so weird. And then she, that I found out she was like a, a talking. She head. was a talking head. The first <laughs> the first thing you see is you hear these hills these heels go. Click, 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 click. And then you don't expect it. And you see Danielle Staub come into frame and her face looks like spackling gone bad, you know, where you're just like, yeah, these high def TVs are just so amazing. But it's almost the power. The the technology is too powerful for people like Danielle Staub. I thought it was still like everybody ripped on her and uh, Dana Wilkie being in it. But I thought I thought they were weirdly perfect. But I thought it balanced I think it. So too, and then it's not like they were going to get anyone current. That's well, on any no, franchise. Because Bravo, so there's no way Bravo silly. agreed to cooperate with this at all. So that's why I think you did get these people. But it worked perfectly because you also see yeah. what the excess of housewives and money and all that can do to you. So I think Danielle especially is a cautionary tale when it comes to housewives. And I thought it was perfect because also Danielle was there thinking she's an expert witness when we're all kind of like kind of laughing at her and stuff. But yeah. She, she thinks... And it was made by ABC. News division, Bravo's yeah. owned by NBC. Yeah. So there's obviously some, you know, a little bit of a rivalry there. So my thing is, though, it got me really... It got me really sad, horrified, but also excited to watch Wednesday's episode because I was like, holy shit, we are going to solve this case by Thursday tops. Like, Erica is going to be in Wednesday's episode. We're going to get all our questions answered because I'm a fucking idiot. And I thought that was what was going to happen. And then if, when I when I watched the first five minutes, I go, no, we're not going to see her till the last minute, aren't we? And I even I even yeah. meme that immediately because and it, it was and then I said, like, the last five minutes, and then somebody wrote me, oh, try the last 30 seconds. And it was exactly that. So, I mean, just right up the bat before you watch this episode, do you think Erica has anything to do with the uh, the any of this in a guilty way? Uh, I mean, I think she knew. I mean, I don't think she's going to, like, go to jail. I definitely think there's, like, that camp of people that think she's, like, going to go to jail. I don't think that's gonna happen i mean i'm sure maybe like blissfully like unaware is maybe just like a better term like she knew probably something was shady was happening but her lifestyle was bankrolled so she didn't ask any questions about it or she could kind of play like the dumb blonde like oh i didn't know yeah i didn't know yeah she's been relatable erica all season and i think it's so kind of funny you see the pictures of her that came out today. Yeah, you guys. Her at the gas station. Geez, I, yeah, I think it was the gas station, right? Erica Jane is cosplaying a middle class lady now. She is dressing. I mean, I, I think she. photos back grid. Yeah, I think, guys, so this sh- these photos where, like, she looks, she looks beat, you guys. She looks, ha- she looks like Hagrid the Haggard from Harry Potter. She looks just like she's been through it. But then this is how jaded I am was I'm like, that's what she wants us to see. You know, like yeah, that's how I felt too. I'm like, everyone's like, she's never looked worse. I'm like, this isn't like, she's just in like a leggings and a t-shirt, but it's like, of course she wants us to think that these are splash. Well, news. 
not and, accurate. And we, well, Splash is another one of those companies that does that. But we also get photos of her pumping her own gas. And you guys, come on, that's like a little on the nose, right? Like, well, let's get him like I'm pumping my own gas now instead of being <laughs> chauffeured around. I'm sorry, I don't buy it. I think she, she wants us to. Out Range Rover. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> So she's still pumping gas into a blacked out range. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was a Ferrari. Yes, it was. Um, 2001 Honda Civic. Then maybe yeah, give yeah. me a call. Try my Corolla, baby. It's yeah. still premium gas. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, Fast and the Furious 9 or 30 or whatever comes out this weekend. And I was like driving. And I was like, Fast, what if you did a Fast and Furious movie, but only with Toyota Corollas? Like they only have access to Corollas. And but like, like base model, base like model I'm not Corollas. talking like the ones and, that, like but, we all see the street racers, like I'm sure yeah. Melrose and stuff, uh, that they are Asian, Asian built cars, but I'm talking, uh, not even, you, you know, cloth seat. No, but no, like, yeah, let's no let, serious radio. Let's let's see how good you are with the Corolla. Then I would be fucking impressed with those movies. Then you got me one over again. If these guys are doing amazing things with like my version of my shitty Corolla, then I know, okay, these guys are good at driving, you know? Yeah, and it's like I want to see but it's only like easy things. Like I need to see you merge onto the 405. <laughs> what, if, what, what, if, what if what if the whole plot of Fast and Furious 10 is they drive my Corolla from my parents' house in Gilbert to West Hollywood? It's just like can you get there in 7 hours? And it's it usually only takes 7 hours. Like it's like more of a character yeah. it's more of a character piece. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of, yeah, a lot of like retrospective, yeah, yeah. What if, internal, what if, there's a lot of internal thoughts yeah. in that one. It's Fast <laughs> and Furious, but it's like you the just, 35 Fast yeah. and Furious But it's just scenes. like they, we get to know their thoughts on the world and stuff like that, you know? Like, we don't really get to know them. There's too much racing yeah, in those we movies. Haven't done a, we haven't done a road trip with them Yeah, yet. yeah, what it's, so, what it's like if. I want to see you hit in and out yeah. in Hesperia. Don't you want to know what Vin, <laughs> Vin Diesel gets at an AM, PM? Like if he gets like gummy worms exactly. or something. I, gummy worms, lotto tickets. You got to get the code for the bathroom to go pee. Like that's what we need. Um. Well, I think we got. I mean, honestly, like I we should work for a movie studio. I mean, this was like really that was a good idea. We should. We'll be at the writers' table with um Crystal's husband before we know it. <laughs> yeah by the way Maybe we get the intro- we get the introduction of crystal's husband in this episode and he killed it but um okay so we start off and if you guys have the closed captioning on i really highly suggest you do because you miss little amazing things like this where the music starts and it goes soft dramatic music <laughs> and then we see some shots of la and we see a limo and erica is in the limo and we hear this uh voiceover there's so many layers to this divorce it's all just so fucking complicated. It's very difficult to explain. And then she looks directly in the camera and she's in this pink satin dress. So obviously she's driving over to the lady's house. But that to me was super eerie when she looks into the camera. Like, I feel like she took a part of my soul. Yeah. And they haven't you go, yeah, done yeah. a lot of breaking the fourth wall in this season, as we've seen a lot more in other franchises the past year. So that was definitely like a startling moment. Do you think she was directed to look into the camera or do you think she naturally looked into the camera? I think 
she might have been i don't think the producers told her but i'm sure like her people told her mikey was her like do it girl fierce fear like, it's fierce again, when you look into the camera do we know if mikey is employed like obviously at this point when we're filming i think mikey is still employed but what if, what if she's you know, like today <laughs> is mikey going to erica's downtown studio or whatever my, at 9 a.m. Yeah. tomorrow like the my, rest of us work for. she's like mikey i need you i'm gonna need to uh could i get a free day and he's like first off my name's michael uh you yeah, will address me you, by my michael. christian name michael um, and wasn't he like working with someone else he was working like, with uh Eric christine quinn from uh, uh oh yeah, yeah 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 selling sunset um all the, by the way, also, Christine Quinn had a baby and was on the MTV Movie Awards red carpet, I think, the next day. And there is a thing with reality shows between her, Sheena, Lala, where it's like, guys, like, even Beyonce took a little time, you know? Like, I get that you're Sheena so— Sheena was, like, working it at some costume party Oh, Sheena, ago. Oh, Sheena has not missed a beat because she knows— this is her moment. Like she has waited forever and she's not going to let some dang baby slow her down. You know, exactly. Summer ain't, you know, it ain't stopping. Oh, did you see, did you see those new photos of Lala and Randall? No. Are they on Instagram? Yeah, I think they're on it. Yeah. And she's, it's, it's like imitating the Beyonce Jay-Z from the Louvre, but she's holding her baby oh. and, and Randall can't pull off the Jay-Z thing at all. And it's just super, Shocking. it's like, and it's like, guys, our podcast is oh, back. Yeah. And even I, this suit jacket's a little tight on him. Yeah. Which I think that's like what the style they were going for, but it just, it's like, okay to be you guys. Like, I don't know. Like, Lala's not Beyonce. Like, I like, I mean, Lala's fine. But let's remember, Lala is, you know, she got a free Range Rover for her dick-sucking lips. That's her words. Like, those are her, like, we're, she's not Beyonce. We're not like, I mean, are, I mean, is Lala aspirational? Like, are we all in love with Lala? I mean, I am a Lala stan slash apologist, but... But like, do I don't you, know. I feel like I mean, she almost looks like Chloe in this picture, to be honest. Well, they're all going to the same surgeon. They're all being. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but she has kind of a maybe it's the hair, the way she like slicked back her hair is a little Chloe-esque. It's just very intense for like a, a podcast announcement, which now I'm going to have to do. Which that. is just uh, like the podcast is coming. The podcast back. is coming it's not back. A new pod. Well, no. And that's why now if any of my listeners would loan me their baby, I would like to imitate that photo shoot where I'm Lala. You should do the Beyonce one where she announced she was pregnant with the twins. The <laughs> and it's just it's just microphones and flowers and me with my huge belly. Yeah. Um I think we can or maybe even like a demi more the demi more iconic pregnancy vanity oh, fair yeah, cover. Yeah, the vanity fair cover. Um yeah, that was a really people people need to know their pop culture history. That was a huge part of it actually. Demi Moore did start a lot of those Demi Moore actually did some amazing cover work in her day, you know? I mean, she was like kind of the moment. And didn't she quarantine with um, what's his name? Bruce Willis, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and he like had a full ass other family, and they just quarantined but together. I, I love when that. Ha- I love. Children. I love when that happens. There was never any of like, uh, you know, Demillis. Like nobody wanted Demi Moore and Bruce Willis to get back together, you know. But like, yeah. we're so we're Maybe so wanting J Lo and Ben. Um, no, I just think there's a, there's a time and place for when we stop caring. Well, soon to be your neighbor when J-Lo moves out to L.A. when she was touring schools for her kids. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Uh, what if I'm like a substitute? Never mind. Um, 
So, oh, also, did you see that really that uh, Tom photo from Dumois today, where somebody got Tom, Tom Girardi, eating with a what looked like a young-looking blonde at a restaurant in Pasadena today? Well, he's you know, isn't he you know ill on his deathbed? Yeah, but I'm saying like if you have dem- like like. Guys, he's a fucking liar. He's lied for 40 years. Like, this is what I said. I I mean, like, you think he's going to be above lying about having Alzheimer's and dementia? This guy is still living a better life. And it's, like, believable because he's so old. It's not like, exactly. oh, I have dementia. Well, I mean, I love that dementia... Well, dementia and Alzheimer's is all of a sudden like a hands-off. Like, oh, guess we can't talk about him anymore. Guess it's like all of his bad deeds are not, they don't mean shit. This guy is still living a better life than all of us combined. Think about that. And it's like, aren't they trying to kind of make it seem like he's not fit to stand trial because of the um, yeah. Yeah. dementia and whatever other mental or age um, you know, issues he might be dealing with? Well, how many... How many conservatorships have you been put under, Emily? Um, so far zero. I'm okay. not saying it'll be zero forever, but no, you'll definitely get one. I mean, I'm feeling one at least. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, but like, but I have my Britney Spears moment. He tried to have, yeah. He tried to have a conservatorship taken off of him last week in a court case, and I'm just telling you, this guy is just guilty as the day is long. But, um, anyways, so we start there in this episode. So all of a sudden, you're like, "Ooh, this is gonna be good," and uh, then we get like these small scenes, like that is supposedly in the future, where Rena goes, "Who's not here?" and they're like, "Erica," and Sutton goes. But she's coming. And then Erica pulls up to the house. The limo door opens and Garcelle goes, you really think she filed? And Rena goes, yes, she did. And then we hear Erica say, I did not see it ending this way. I was going to hold that man's hand until he dies. And then all of a sudden that ends and we see the Chiron pop up that says three days earlier. Uh, This, I will say, there was like a lot of where I was like doing math. I was like three days, five. Like they kept flash for like it, like, come on, and we guys. we did at least. Guys, don't worry, you did not. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank. But with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket. And I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. 
As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Start the show over again. This is just to delineate that I am talking about our sponsor today, BetterHelp. I've been talking about them the past couple of weeks, and I could not recommend them more. This is a service that is going to pair you up with a professional licensed therapist. All you have to do is reach out and they will get back to you within 48 hours. Now, this is a service that I actually use that does help me and I could not recommend it more, especially in this day and age, who at this point wants to drive anywhere unless it's to see your friends and have a great time. This is a great way to do this in the comfort of your own home. And what's so cool is right now, if you visit betterhelp.com forward slash so bad, uh, they will give us so bad it's good listeners 10% off your first month. And I think that's just amazing. It's a good way to try something out that I think is going to really help fulfill you and get you to lead a better life. And, you know, we get a little discount. So that's amazing. So once again, go to betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. And, uh, like this episode, we did get some, like, we could kind of tell because there's an election night party. Yeah. It's like, okay, we knew that was like, November 6th or whatever. No one attacked me if that wasn't right. Emily, did you realize? I'm telling you, this was the election we just went through. Did you know that? 
<laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this, again. This, I'm like yeah, more triggered by like, election yeah. by the election night party than I was by every COVID oh. episode. I'm like, I don't want to relive like that hour of election oh night God. where we all thought Trump I, was going to. Yeah. No, they at one point they put up the electoral count and I shit myself. I was like, oh no, I still <laughs> not this again. We but just also, but also like spoiler alert, Bravo. I have not no, I do not know who won yet, and you guys fucking ruined it for me. Yeah, what if someone was like, I I'm actually gonna hold off on watching this until the Beverly Hills episode airs. So no one tell me what happens, okay? Yeah, yeah. If you guys, I mean, I know Trump's in his second term right now. Can you imagine? There is people. I mean, obviously, people that think like that. But. What if the Bravo? What if the Bravo editors do troll and they have Trump win in the Beverly Hills universe? Like they. I mean, then, that would be like the ultimate troll. Yeah. Um. I oh. Put it past them. So. Okay. So. Then we get three days earlier and we see another Chiron go election day 2020. And Kyle goes, where are my red, white and blue napkins? And she's like preparing for a party. And Mauricio goes, uh, um, uh, and Kyle goes, Mauricio, sorry, we didn't find a bartender. And he goes, I'll be the bartender. And like, I aspire to be the kind of checked out, the, the checked out laid back that like Mauricio is like a, like a more like a a sw- what 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 ethnic ethnicity is Mauricio? Is it is it? Oh, well, is he's it, de- he's definitely Jewish. That's one ethnicity. Okay, but he seems like a blend of all of these. Middle, but like he is like he reminds me of maybe potentially like a and I know I'm ignorant. I know I should know this, but he's like maybe a Middle Eastern Matthew McConaughey. There is something so laid back about Mauricio that you are just so charmed. Uh, he's just like, yeah, baby, I'll bartend. Oh, he's Mexican. Oh, Mex. God, we're such well, idiots. Yeah. And Mexican. I know. And I, I know that. Damn it. Oh, damn it. Okay, but this is th- we're not lot, cutting guys. this. It's been a long year. Um, and he's like, I'll be the bartender, baby. But like, when Mauricio does stuff like that, you totally buy it because that's like who he really is. You know. I know, and he's like, he's so chill. He wasn't as high as last season. In this scene, yet. Yeah, yeah. He gets, he gets there. He gets and, there. <laughs> uh, Kyle says, normally I don't talk politics, but this is one of the most important elections of our lifetime. And I'm like, I just like, we get it. We don't, I don't need to hear this from you. Like, I would rather talk about like, I would, ra- I would rather have really strong conversations about race and ethnicity. You know, like for some reason, I, I really actually... I, I really don't enjoy, but I love learning about that stuff. The political stuff, I'm just so over, you know? I know, and it's like we've been through a lot the past four years. And even at the party when they're just all sitting around the couch, I'm like, half these people voted for Trump. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, 100%. Like, I know we're all like, everyone's like pretending to be like, we're not going to know tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> meaning like, I totally voted for Trump, but yeah. I can't say it. And Mo goes, uh, anything you do is cute, baby. And I like, see, I can't even do it. I can't even do like, it sounds creepy coming from me, but just trust me when Mauricio does it, it sounds like actually suave. And Kyle goes as the mother of four daughters to have a female vice president is huge. And, uh, Mo goes, Hey, I'm, I'm wearing camo shorts and a denim top. And, uh, she's like, you're not wearing that Mo. And there's like a cute little banter back and forth. He's wearing an, I voted sticker, which I love when I notice things like that. Cause I'm like, 
I wonder if he'd sell that to me for my reality show museum. Could you imagine <laughs> seeing Mauricio's I Voted sticker? He's a businessman. He's a businessman. You know, he, he's a oh. successful realtor. So Did you see that they launched it. the agency uh, merch store this week? You can buy the have, agency. Did you buy it? Have you bought any? No, I have, a, I have a hat already, but they sell an agency yoga mat for $70. Seventy dollars! Oh my god! Is that a good? Get is that a, is that is that a good That's bargain? Expensive. Is that what do they yeah, go for? What do they go for? Three hundred. Lululemon for like fifty. Yeah, but I was just like, "That's ballsy," you know. I know, and of like all the things of like what's really missing from my life is the yoga mat agency collab. Yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. It's so, and it just has <laughs> the agency logo on it, but you know, um, so. We uh we find out that Garcelle and Erica are not going to come to the party, and they were remind we're reminded that seven hours earlier, Rena, Dorit, and Kyle got a text saying uh, that that Erica wouldn't be there. Remember, it was like the coldest text in the world of like, "Ladies, I am divorcing Tom. This will be a hard time. Thank you for understanding." Period. It's just so. Yeah, I know that, and that was like, but that's very on brand for her. It's so. inherently cold, inherently cold. Remember when PK like said that? Her. Yeah. Um, so Kyle says, um, you know, when you look at, you know, Tom and Erica's marriage from afar, it kind of makes sense that they're divorcing. And uh, Dorit, uh, um, Dorit, she mentioned something about Dorit. Like, I don't know if they're coming. And we kind of get like this little thing where maybe like her and Kyle got in to something. And we get like a little hint of. Uh, that something happened between Dorit and Kyle, Dorit and Kyle on the airplane back from Tahoe. So we go into a new scene at Dorit's house and she is in uh, her election day outfit is like, it's like leprechaun. It's like, it's really green. She was ready for Irish um, election day. As I think PK or somebody says to her that she looks Irish. Dorit is a child of the world, so she, maybe her people, you know, somewhere green is an election color, you know? Yeah, and she was like, I'm not, you know, it's cheesy to go red, white, and blue today, so I'm not going to do that. Have you ever seen Star Wars? (laughs) I have. Uh, Do you know C-3PO? Of course. I do Dorit, P-3O, Dorit. Hello, I am Dorit. I am a child of the world. PK, what am I dressed as? Like, she does kind of sound like, she goes, Jagaloo, mommy's got to go, Jagaloo. I know when she said that, I'm like, who is she talking to? Yeah, she goes, and then I was like, oh, she Jagger, Jagger, like, Jagaloo, Jagaloo. Um, so PK, PK, by the way, he is trying to sex it up. And I got to tell you, you girls are sick out there because I literally saw some people on Twitter and Instagram going, damn, PK is looking good. I'm like, no, PK tucked a shirt into some jeans and put like a like a little sweater vest over he it. He looked like um, like every, I went to Catholic school, it looks like every male teacher at Catholic school. But this is like, you guys got to get out and about because this, I will not have like uh, the world is open, ladies. Yeah, I will not have history <laughs> rewritten and you guys thirsting over PK all of a sudden. Um, and uh, Dorit goes, I don't know if I told you I I that I, I, I love Kyle, but we were on way home on the airplane and we had an intense conversation, PK. And there's like a little shot. We get a little shot that I guess a producer whipped out their camera phone and we get a shot of Dorit talking to crystal and all of a sudden kyle go kyle turns back and goes well what i'm saying and dorit goes please let me please let me finish 
And I guess that's I mean, the But there was like two angles of this fight. Oh. Well, so, but I guess we missed <laughs> the majority of this conversation, which... Yeah. Like, if you're on an hour trip from Tahoe, shouldn't you just be rolling the cameras full full trip? You'd think. Because it seems like it, they do that when they take, like, buses or vans. It seems yeah. like they're always rolling. If I was Bravo, I would roll the full thing, and then I would sell it as, like, a Girls Gone Wild kind of, like... Have you seen the ladies of New York on their Jitney bus trip? Well, you're about to see the unedited footage, you know? <laughs> Did you see that? Um, oh, my God. What's the girl who's gone wild guy? Joe. Joe Francis. Yeah. Yeah. His Mexico house caught on fire. It's almost like somebody's out to get this guy. Do you guys know? Right? He, got ki- he, he got held hostage in his own house. And I believe, allegedly... They in put, America or in, in, a, in, Amer- in, a, in, in America, this was like, I think 10 years ago, allegedly they put a dildo up his butt. <laughs> that was a simpler time. Yeah, we, I missed the, like, hey, I, uh, I, was, like, <laughs> I was like peak pop culture. By like, the way, Joe Francis, Paris Hilton, like the good old days. I need more people <laughs> getting arrested for cocaine. Possession. Uh, Emily, what if I, what if I took that to the antiques roadshow? Uh, this was in Joe Francis at a very famous uh, home burglary. <laughs> what you... you might remember this is, from uh, yeah, this, this is mint. This is a mint condition. Uh, it's in a plastic bag. <laughs> oh my god, this is horrible. Um, I um, so we see this fight, and Dorit was like, you know, Kyle, let someone finish and then talk. And Kyle just does not like to ever be corrected. Um, and Dorit goes, it got a little loud for a second. And then we're going back and forth between Kyle and Mo and PK and Dorit. And uh, Kyle goes to Mo, I cried. And uh, we see Kathy hugging Kyle on the plane. And Dorit goes, oh, oh, really? Now you're crying? To Kyle. <laughs> and uh, it is funny. You can tell they really do have a relationship because they're mean to each other like people like that actually know each other, you know? Yeah. Cause if you didn't, if you weren't close with someone, you probably don't have enough shit on them to, exactly, yeah. you know, really go in. <laughs> PK, PK says, give her own medicine and interrupt her, you know, let her let, interrupt her next time and let her watch you interrupt her, you know, or some bullshit, you know? He was really going in on the accent in this episode. Yeah, like, well, maybe he was drinking. Well, he was Cockney, you know, Mo with his smoke and his doob. <laughs> and, um, so new scene, Kyle is uh, preparing or putting out food. Mo has a gigantic magnum of wine. Uh, Rob Minkoff, the director of Lion King and Crystal, they're driving over. And uh, he asks, how do you feel about seeing everyone? And Crystal says, well, I didn't spend that much time analyzing the Tahoe trip. I haven't experienced people, but I have not experienced people not being nice to me and there is so much stress about this election so it's hard to imagine people uh have their own shit going on right now so pretty much she hasn't thought about it she pulls up to kyle's they come in rob is dressed very sharp in a blue blazer um and uh rob immediately goes when can we start drinking which i was like i think rob i think rob's gonna fit in good with the house husbands like for real. I know, and even like the scene where there was just the three husbands drinking, I'm like, this felt kind of New Jersey. I'm like, are they I, trying to kind of, you know, make the husbands a little bit of a side show on this? I'm down, I'm down for it. I mean, could you imagine like a Magic Mike style review with the Beverly Hills house husbands? I can. <laughs> Minus 
PK, I think it would be a hit. Yeah. Hey, Emily, would you like to see little PK? <laughs> <laughs> he could, like, host or something. Yes. He could DJ. You want, you want to see my little jagaloo? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, so um, Kathy, the, Kathy Hilton, the star, walks in. And she's like, I haven't talked to you since our trip. Rob double kisses Kathy on, you know, one kiss on each cheek. Uh, Maurizio comes out in a red blazer. I mean, this guy is sharp. Like, I want to be that kind of rich. He wasn't going to wear oh. the the denim camo ensemble. I mean, like, that's the kind of rich I aspire to be where you just have, like, a red blazer in your closet randomly. You know, like, there's no way he I'm, wears that more than I'm twice a year. I'm going to an event on Thursday, and the event's like, and the advice, like, please wear red. I'm like, no one has red laying around. Yeah, I don't think, maybe, like, can you do, like, a pop of red lipstick? I'm going to do, like, a red bag. I'm like, okay. I'm like, red, red is a big ask in these times, <laughs> you know. In these times. Mo goes, Maurizio <laughs> goes uh, to, to Rob, Crystal's husband, goes, Mo just, this is how cool Maurizio is. He just meets Rob, and he goes, uh, hey, let's get a full glass and go outside. Like, because they have a little wine, but he goes, let's let's get a full glass and go outside. And I was like, this guy is fucking cool. They know, this guy they is... know their place. They're like, let's get the hell out of here. And you know Mo's probably a little stone, and he's like, let's get drunk on my rich man's patio and watch our rich neighbors and just talk shit. You know? Like, I love that. I know, while the wives are inside going at it. Yeah, exactly. So PK and Dorit come in, and Kyle says... uh, I think Dor- Dorit missed the memo about being patriotic because she's in green. Sutton walks in and that Justin, uh, Kyle's friend from the Daily Pop is in there, which I don't like this guy. This guy I don't trust. And he's in. I, I, I don't. I heard some of his takes on Daily Pop the other day and he thought the housewife and the hustler sucked. And I was like, oh, my God, this is Kyle's mouthpiece. Like bullshit, dude. You should not be able to do an entertainment show if you're hanging out full time with Beverly Hills Housewives, you know, and making an appearance. No, it's like that's no. It's like I At know least, you're not a journalist, uh, but come on. Had his face blurred. Yashir. <laughs> Wait, Yashir was on Beverly Hills Housewife? Was he on Beverly Hills or on Kardashians? Kardashians. Oh my God, he was on the Kardashians. That's crazy. Yeah, he was on a Christmas episode. Oh my God. <laughs> it just like takes away all journalistic credibility. Um, <laughs> I know. So um, Sutton says, uh, me and Crystal are being very nice to each other. Sutton meets Rob for the first time and, and Rob is a charmer and they're very nice to each other. And Rinna comes in and goes, Hey! And she's in a blue sparkly outfit with a shitty wig. And she goes, Harry named her Barbie tonight. Harry was adamant that this is Barbie. Like, I, how many heart attacks has Rinna given people by just jumping out, you know? Ah! And just like, we'll like get to it later in the episode of the um, the party at Sutton's house. But no one wants to like just walk in. Yeah. And Rinna just walks straight kyle's house maybe <laughs> yeah. there was a knock maybe there was a doorbell and we just didn't see it but Rinna, it was Rinna, out of nowhere rin has been there lisa for, Rinna Rinna. makes her presence known she Rinna's was chilling in the front yard for a I, while rin has been in there for weeks i bet rin is the one that stole kyle's purses that one that one summer i mean it allegedly like i said i have um we need to do a deep dive on the pop smoke murders at, oh, um, at teddy, teddy Mellon Camp's. Camp's house. um uh Rina reminds us that Harry and I spent a lot of time together and a new persona never hurts. I just love how she like just really classifies herself as like this sex goddess. Well, anytime you could be like, 
you know, like the weather, it's, it's been, the weather's been so nice. And she'd be like, yeah, this is like great blowjob weather. Yeah, it should be like, okay, just oh, yeah, this work, is. Like, oh, I'm like, I'm going to go like visit my grandma. <laughs> she would be like, you know, my grandma taught me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this is the, uh, the month that I learned how to give anal. Yeah. Um, okay, <laughs> exactly. so. Sutton brought uh, Jordan, her co-worker, or her worker that uh, she runs the store, Sutton. Uh, they have electoral votes they're showing, which I was just like, I do not like. And Kyle says, who do you think will win tonight? And I'm like, rich people. Um, <laughs> Kathy says, do you know what's going on with Erica? And Rinna says, no, I didn't know until 9.15 a.m. this morning. And I called Very her. Very precise time yeah, <laughs> And Rinna said, Erica had us over a year ago. And we had the flashback of that episode last week, last year where they went to Pasadena and uh, Tom Girardi was like, I was a kid around John Wayne and I fell and I did. And John was like, you want to do your own stunts? And he's like a charming older man. And we thought he was harmless. You guys, we just thought he was a rich, harmless old man that liked young blondes. You know, like, what could have been the first sign that something was But I just thought it was so interesting of they're like, well, a year ago it was great. It's like, do people know that a lot can change in a year, especially the the year that we've had? But also, like, it's I not love, like I saw them last week and they were happy. But also, we there's a huge sign that this guy's kind of weird. He's with Erica to begin with. She was a she was a hostess at a restaurant that he frequented every day. He, like I'm saying, like that in itself is weird. Like this guy has a trail of weirdness, and we just think he's like this charming old man, you know? I know, and he's play, he's played that for you know how many years yeah 40 years so well um kyle says um we don't know what goes on behind closed doors but if i was going through divorce i would have shared it with these ladies i thought we were closer than that like kyle is like really trying to give us something but it's like kind of ridiculous because come on you know like this is involving like tens of millions of dollars you know and and possibly slightly more complicated than if she got divorced yeah um okay so Sutton says, I know I had my little down and I felt good where, where we left it. Uh, I just don't, I don't think there is anything left to say. And we get a flashback to the guys and PK goes, you know, Rob, how did Crystal do on her first trip? And he says, well, she had a good time with almost everybody. And Mo goes, oh yeah, with Sutton. That's uh, what I heard. And PK goes, I would never walk in a room like that, like uh, Sutton did to your old girl. And Mo goes, bullshit. If we were on a guy's trip, you would totally do that. Get real. And then Mo goes, I don't even think I would invite you on a guy's trip. And then PK goes, then we're good then, huh? I don't want to go that on your stupid. Um, real moment of the episode was Mo saying, I'm not going to invite you on a guy's trip. Yeah, and you know PK texted him later that night. He was like, come on, bro, you teasing me. You were kidding. You were kidding, you were kidding right? Me. You invite me on a guy's trip, right? Um, and, then, and then PK goes, all he does is smoke a doobie and talk shit. So I don't think I would even bother going to his... I don't even know what this accent is anymore. And we flash back to the girls, and Crystal goes... I lost five pounds on the trip. And Kathy goes, thank you, Sutton. All right. And they're all like cheering. And Crystal goes, no, no, no. It's not a, it's not a good thing. I have, I have food issues. And it was a real quick reversal where everybody was like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. And Sutton goes, I am not to blame for anyone losing weight. And Crystal lets us know she has been bulimic and she's never known any other way from a very young age. And, uh, she's recovering and, 
Uh, Kathy says, it is so great for you to say that. And she goes, I didn't have a relapse on the trip. I was stressed and had a horrible time. Uh, and Kathy goes, how long have you had this problem? She says, since 11. And Kathy goes, how long? And she goes, 11. <laughs> and she goes, no, I'm not suffering daily about it. I watched a video about it when I was 11 in class and I picked up some tools from it. So I thought that was interesting, like a video warning you about it that actually got her started. Yeah, that's dark. It really is. But yeah. I think it's cool that she um, talked about it. I mean, I don't think that, of course, Lisa Renna had to relate it back to Amelia Bedelia. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. All so, her issues. This is how fucking into Renna she is. She goes, you know, Amelia made us all open. Amelia taught us all. Amelia gave Kyle the confidence to let us know. And there's a flashback of Kyle letting us know she had that. And, you know, she, Rinna says Amelia's bravery brought all of this to light. And, okay, listen, I get it. This is a real issue. I, I'm not, uh, but I do think it's a little kind of like, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I guess I would ask the ladies that watch this show, was Amelia, Amelia's story inspiring? Because I watched the story and I thought it was like, and I thought it was brave of her to say it on TV, but also I'm not a woman, so it wasn't particularly inspiring for me. So I'm trying to take it seriously, but at the same time, it's Amelia. She then wouldn't she like she wasn't even able to put her own fashion show together with her sister last year, and Rena had to do it. You know? Yeah, and it's like maybe Amelia inspired some younger viewers yeah, of the yeah. show. I have no doubt about that, but I don't think Amelia inspired Crystal or Kyle, who are you know, mature professional women in their forties. Sure. You make 40s. them sound like ladies of the night, mature professional women. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I don't think they're looking to Amelia Bedelia for inspo for anything. Well, I mean, my question also is that like, has Amelia Bedelia been like, is she, is she like, is her popularity skyrocketed? Cause I kind of find her silly, you know, but is she I mean, like I think super it's skyrocketed popular since dating Scott? That's so wild. Because it's like, I don't want to, like, obviously, she's like a household name to us. She's still not a household name, but I'm sure she's known by more people that aren't in the Beverly or the Real Housewives multiverse. Well, good for you, Amelia Bedelia. Um, So Kathy says this will help by sharing it, you know, but, but, okay. But by the way, I would get more inspiration from Crystal sharing this than Amelia Bedelia. Me personally, yeah. me personally. Agreed. Um. And it's like Crystal has prevailed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she talks about how it's something you struggle with every day. Yada, but I yada. do get worried when any of these ladies get on these shows and you find out they have a history of this. Like Teddy had her like eating disorder. I'm sorry. I mean, her job that she does uh, all <laughs> yeah, in. The, the people I, that pay her to have an eating disorder. But it's like once you start seeing yourself on TV and stuff, it can be really jarring. And I'm not joking. Like it can be jarring. Yeah, but even it, like people that just get a bunch of plastic surgery after their first. Yeah. Look at Dorit. Dorit. Yeah, Something exactly. like her first. I think there was an episode maybe two or three weeks ago where they did a flashback. Yeah, I know. Of her. Dorit and Kyle. And I like legit paused it. And I was like, who is this? Yeah. Well, like, was this some one season wonder? I forgot. And I was like, I've never gotten no surgery. It is all contouring. It's contouring, shadowing. Um, so Rinna's like, that was brave. And the new scene, uh, Rinna. Oh yeah. So Rinna, Oh, Rob is talking to Rinna 
And Rob goes, you know what? Whoever wins, it's only four more years. And I'm like, says you, Rob. Like, shut up, Mr. Lion King director. Rinna says, I'm going to Costa Rica if it doesn't work out. And I think that was probably the first time that I really wanted Trump to win. I was like, you say we can get Rinna out of this country? Like, all we have to do is get That's Trump. something we are all willing to <laughs> yeah, And by the way, you guys, I know Rinna has a lot of fans. I swear to God, I posted this thing. I saying but I, she can that would she be can work my la- but I posted this thing that I said Rin is such a backstabber she'll pr- she probably wore a wire all season against Erica Jane and I you know I think it's like a you know it's a stupid potentially mean joke and uh you know most people got it and then I you, it's like I love how Instagram travels but by the like 12 hour mark you're getting people of like she would never wear a wire. That doesn't make any sense. That w- the cameras would pick that up, you know. And then, and she's like, "And how dare you? Why would you ever do this?" And then I wrote, "I was like, because it's a joke." And then, like, you're just never going to get to those people. So now I've just started like kind of blocking because it's like I don't have yeah. time to explain the way I would like to, and we're just probably not going to see eye to eye because we watch these shows in different ways, you know. Yeah, and they watch it very literally and take your jokes very literally. Yeah, I'm like, do you, wait, wait, I'm like, wait a sec, do you watch this show for, like, real? Like, I watch this show as <laughs> like kind of you a... you think this is fun? Yeah. Oh, no. Like, the, a... <laughs> this is all just happening um, normally? Uh, Kyle goes, Dorit, can I talk to you for a second? And they go into this other room, and uh, she's she's holding a paddle, and she's like, I'm going to paddle you for your behavior on the plane. And then she goes, I wanted to talk to you about what happened on the plane. And there's a flashback of the plane thing again. And she's like, I cannot keep doing this every couple months with you. we got to fix this, or we won't be friends. And she's trying to, you know, talk with Dory, Dory to open up. And she's like, Dory, if anyone else chimed in in that moment, you wouldn't have had that reaction you did. You treat me different than anyone else. And Dory goes, first off, last year you interrupted me in the middle of my uh, something, something, you know? I know. I'm kind of team Dory here. Okay, but this is, yeah. (laughs) And there's a flashback of uh, Kyle doing that, and it's like, it's almost, you feel, you you don't feel what I have to say has as much value is what i have to say or something and um they're talking like the only thing i said is let me finish a sentence you screamed it at me and dorit says i wasn't i wasn't talking for 45 minutes like you said and then we go really we get a a shot of uh mauricio pk and rob and uh their t- uh, PK is he goes Rob tell you, tell you what these girls love hanging out so much you know I was over here and they they called each other and we put the two phones together and they just kept on talking and then we drank <laughs> and Rob's like I have a real job like Rob's like I I work for Disney. <laughs> I don't have to I don't have to be here <laughs> uh, we jump back Doing to you all a favor by blessing <laughs> yeah. you with my progress he's just like holy shit this is my wife's hobby now um, yeah. And we go back and Kyle goes, do you want to invest in our friendship? And Dorit goes, I think I have. And then Kyle goes, then don't ever talk to me that way again. And it's very soap opera. And it's very like Kyle in her head, I think, was like, I just created a perfect scene. We're about to have a fight. Like, I think Kyle was like, this is a moment for us to have a great scene. And Dorit goes, you're putting your friendship on the line because of one thing. And uh, what and and Dorit's like, what about you? You told me to fuck off last season. And she goes, I never said if you want to be. Oh, and she goes, 
I've never said to you, if you want to be friends with me, never speak to me that way. And then Dorit stands up um, and she's like, um, well, then we are good. And she starts walking away. And Kyle goes, why are you walking away? And Dorit goes, because I'm done. And what I thought was great there was Dorit was like, Kyle, like, set up like a perfect improv scene. And Dorit was like, no, I'm good. I don't want to do this. I know it was a little like very self-produced. It felt yeah. Like Kyle really thought like, Oh, you know, I just want an Emmy. Yeah. I thought Kyle was like, this is going to be on my daytime Emmy reel. And Dorit literally looked at her scene partner and was like, I don't have the energy for this, you know? Yeah. And she did it. And she gets to go home to her in-laws. Yeah. So she comes out and drinks. She goes, you know, honey, I'd like to leave to see my folks and my kids. And then PK goes immediately or straight away. And then, and then she goes immediately, if not sooner. And, uh, and then he's like, okay. And, uh, she goes, Mo, Mo, I love you. And Dorit lets the ladies know she's leaving. And Kyle goes, why can't you stay a little while and just eat? And and Dorit goes, let me see my folks. And they walk out and Kyle goes, so annoying, not fun. And they're in the car now, PK and Dorit and PK, we should have eaten. We should have eaten with them. Now they can use that against us. And then Dorit goes, you had a hamburger before we left. <laughs> that was funny. Which that. is like very like, who does that as a burger? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like not even a cheat. Like, oh, like, I just like have, have a few crackers before I leave just in case there's no food I like at this party. But PK's out here having a huge ass burger. Well, but I kind of made it like, like it sounded like a sad burger. It was a hamburger, not a cheeseburger even. Like it made it sound like. Well, I don't eat cheeseburgers, so I'm team PK here. Oh, look at you thirsting for PK all of a sudden. Jesus. <laughs> I know exactly. in that that sweater. Yeah. You, but I just love the fact, like of like a sad little PK hamburger, and he's like, "Oh, you're my friend, Mister Hamburger. You'd like to, you'd invite me on a guy's trip, Mister Burger." <laughs> he just wants to be like friends with Mo, like that's yeah. his, his only reason to like attend Mr. these events. Like, I hope Mo thinks I'm cool, Mr. Burger. Do like you think? Girl. Do you think Mo likes me? Uh, yeah. When he calls Maurizio, Mo's, he's like, Mo's going to be mad that we left. <laughs> he goes, no, you hang up first. No, you hang up. Yeah. No, you hang up first. And Mo is always the one that hangs up first. And he's yeah. Like, he's like, okay, bye. Oh, that'd be funny. Like a say anything where he has a boom box outside Mauricio's house. And it's, oh, you're probably too young for that movie. I mean, mind. I do know that that's oh, obviously right. an iconic scene, but what song would you think he would be playing? In your eyes, the light, the heat, your eyes, I am complete. Or it could be, oh, it would probably be like a Boy George song or something. True. Just to really get his attention. Or like, it could be, uh, I want your sex. I want your love. Sorry. Then it'd be like, then Kyle has to come down and we <laughs> um, need a gay storyline of. I'd be so Kyle. down for like a. Could you? I mean, I could really be an unjo- Like, that would be the dopest storyline ever if there was like a casual throw of like, yeah, we fooled around. Like, we've made out. Yeah. Like, if it was just casual yeah, like the, that. It was a guy's trip. What else are we going to do? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, we circle jerked at the Aspen house, you know? Haven't we all? I've, I've never been invited to a circle jerk. Ever. Like, even as a kid. 
<laughs> is that something little boys do? I've heard a like lot of, I heard, you hear a lot of stories from like, where it'd be like, yeah, like we were in my friend's basement and he suggested it. So, you know, but I never had any of those experiences. And I was always like, did I get left out of like all the weird, cool kid experiences, you know? Like, did Clearly. everybody have circle jerks? I mean, were you guys all... <laughs> Were you all fiddling your know. were you all fiddling in your beans in the basement? <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Emily? I'm still here. Okay, good. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um Kathy's... I needed to let you talk to Yeah, talk yeah, 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 yeah. Really I'm so I'm too you know what? You you're never gonna be on again. I'm too comfortable with you. <laughs> um so Kathy says, um, Kathy goes in regards to Dorit leaving. Kathy goes, Sutton's just happy. She's not part of the drama. And I thought it was a great, like Kathy's funny as fuck. So it's 1145 PM. The party is over because it is too early to call. And uh, we open up the next scene the next day. Supposedly Sutton Garcelle are doing private Bentley shopping. And she's like, you know, I wanted, you know, I'm doing my PK. She's like, I wanted to, I wanted to take masks off, you know, and when you shop for couture, you do it by yourself. So, you know, this makes sense for me to have a private Bentley showing. And Garcelle, for some reason, lets us know her first car was a Toyota Tercel. And then when she got a little money, she got a Mazda RX-7. And we find out some of these cars are like three hundred and eighty grand. And Garcelle said she bought a car with a six. She couldn't drive a six shift. Yeah, she was like, I win it off the lot. lot. Yeah. Um, So they're talking about missing Kyle's party. And she's like, yeah, I tried to convince the boys to come down and watch election. I had a glass of tequila. Garcelle says, when my divorce happened, I felt like my life was unraveling. So I totally understand why Erica wouldn't show up. And Sutton goes in a talking head. She goes, my business manager already talked to the dealership and they know what I can afford. And the producer's like, which is what? And then she goes, it's private. It's not a plane. And uh, they are test driving the, the Bentley and they're like, this is what a midlife crisis feels like. And she goes, this is my first car that I've ever bought without ever asking permission, which is just so dark. But it's also like, that's not her money. That's, mo- that's not her money, her. too. Yeah, but yeah, but it feels on brand for her, you know, Southern and then gets married and has a super rich husband that would kind of be the natural progression that when she's a full grown adult, she gets to buy her first car. I just want to know how much money she's really worth, because in my head, like I always do this and this is probably why I'm always will be middle class is that I'm just watching this and I'm going like you could buy 80 Corollas for this. And like you, you know, like who knows what's going to happen three years from now. What if you're broke and then you're always like, ah, I shouldn't have bought that $400,000 car that one season, you know? I know. And even it's like we've seen it time and time again of like, you don't want this to come back and like bite you in the ass. Yeah, exactly. When your husband wants to like lower child support or lower alimony or something. And then he can just be like, well, you just bought a $300,000 Bentley on TV. So you clearly don't need my x amount per month or whatever anymore well even like i always think about like kanye when him and kim like all the stuff he's bought her over the years like all the huge dramatic gifts and like i just like if kanye obviously he'll probably never go broke but if he did i just wonder if he's like well, uh, wasn't he? he was well he was oh well, yeah a couple of years ago he almost was bankrupt you know but he, you know i wonder like he did like a million dollar fireworks display like at their engagement ceremony and i'm like i wonder if he would ever be like 
I could have done just five hundred thousand dollars. Like it didn't need to be a million. Or it's like, or it didn't need Kenny G specifically. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, like many, I could have you just know gotten, like, good, another, like, good. violinist. <laughs> yeah, there are so many good sax. Yeah, what about Robbie B or what about Tony Z? You know, yeah, like just like open up the yellow pages. Yeah, they, high school or something that wants some extra money. There's some. There's probably yeah, a high school sax kid that's dying to do this for like a hundred yeah. bucks. Exactly, way cheaper. Yeah. Um. Rob, uh, so Crystal and Rob were at their house. She's cutting up salmon for dinner. Um, and Rob goes, Mauricio has good taste in wine. And I was like, God damn, Mauricio is just the coolest guy, even has good taste in wine. What's that? What can he do? I love it. Like, that's my goal. Like, where somebody's like, Ryan has good taste in Jägermeister, you know? Ryan has great taste (laughs) in uh, white wine. Uh, uh, have you had this uh, year of truly? It's uh, 2020 uh, yeah, pineapple mango. Tropical, tropical punch. Truly? Yeah, <laughs> Ryan has good summertime. <laughs> Ryan has good taste in lover boy. Um, so uh, Rob says, I talked to Sutton a lot last night. And there's a flashback to them having a conversation about her friend Jennifer Tilly, the actress that Rob's used. And Crystal says, well, Sutton was on her best behavior last night. And then Sutton lets us know. Rob is a lot nicer than I am. And I love that Crystal is very accepting of this and is very much of like, yeah, my husband's nice. I I don't need to be like that. And I thought that was great. And Rob says, Rob and I, or Crystal says, Rob and I have different styles of parenting. I am the hard ass. Rob is a coddler, even though he hates that word. But they're the kind of relationship where she comes over and like tops his wine off. And he's like, thank you for the top off. And we, we also find out that every week he shows his young kids a movie from the 40s. She's not invited. She has to make the popcorn for that. But these kids are young. And I'm telling you, like, it is like my niece and nephew are like 11 and 13 and they won't watch shit. Like to make these kids watch a movie from the 40s. I was like, I was kind of impressed by that. Yeah. And it's like there's plenty of classics that aren't from the 40s. No, but I was like Star Wars. I just like ones that would probably keep kids a bit more engaged than you know. But it kind of got what... me pissed at my parents for like where where was my culture? You know, I know <laughs> mine too. I'm like all I watched was like my cousin Vinny. Well, yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> Shit. Like, my cousin Vinny. Um, that was the first R-rated movie I ever saw. Sexy. I don't remember. It. Wait, my cousin Vinny was an R-rated movie. I think so. Wow, yeah, man. like my parents are too busy like showing me Die Hard. Oh, Die Hard's great. Die Hard's a classic. Yeah. Um, so Rob and Crystal are talking and he goes, I was very surprised when Lisa Renna came up and said you told him about your eating disorder. Which, by the way, think about how dark that is that Renna felt comfortable enough to go up to a stranger and go, your wife just shared that she has an eating disorder with me. Like, I mean, what, she fu- was, what the she fuck? Was right there, but it was still like awkward. And I'm like, did they cut out a scene? cut out a moment where she was talking about Amelia after she oh, okay. said that to her. I hope so because it, it seems so weird but I just like it was like one of those where like you only imagine where that conversation was headed where Rena was like did yeah. you hear I give amazing blowjobs Rob it's it's the yeah, I, I wrote in a book about like, it. It was so great like getting to know Crystal better today. But basically <laughs> to this be whole like... scene is letting us know that she's very you know she she is is very you know she wants to make sure her daughter doesn't find out or you know she's just really you know, very normally not wanting her kids to think differently of her. And, and, uh, so, 
this is like they're having this serious conversation and both of their kids are coming in for like rice balls and stuff like that. Um, I know the little boy was upset. Have you ever had sesame? What are these sesame balls she speaks of? I don't know, but it's, I mean, I was like, food, I'm in. And he then, got to have eight of them. Yeah, because he's eight years old. He got to have one for each year. And then she goes, uh, he goes, that's a lot of balls. And then Crystal goes, that's what she said. Hey. Um, so new scene, we're at Sutton's store. Kathy and Kyle come in. Uh, Jordan, her coworker, is there again. Kathy and Kyle pull up in a Bentley. The shop is all boarded up, uh, which, by the way, I think that was because of the election in case there was like a riot, right? I would think, and um, yeah, that timing sounds probably right. And I don't know where the store is, but I assume oh, it's it but well, no, no, Emily, it's right. It's like it's uh, past Robertson where Tom Tom is in the Abbey. It's like two blocks. We should have oh. looted it. We could have. <laughs> well, I, I thought you were just going to say we should have walked by, but you you want to loot it? <laughs> we okay. Well, we should have walked by. It was very hard to get an Uber in two a.m., so we could have done a little wander around the block to Sutton by Sutton. Um, we find out that mom jeans are in again and Kyle goes, mom jeans are cool and happening. And all I know is they're ugly, but what everyone is wearing them. So I have to have them now. And is that all of just female style of girls thinking it's ugly, but they have to buy them because other people say it's cool. And it's like, I don't think mom jeans are ugly. Oh my God. Do you, have, do you have mom jeans? I wore mom jeans to work today. Oh my God. Oh you should get <laughs> your mom. Wait, Kyle. you should take your mom's old mom jeans and then take them to Antiques Roadshow and see what they'd be worth in the open market. Yeah, I uh, mean, I'm sure you know you there's are... some cool vintage Levi's that I could you know resell on the Melrose Trading Post for like four hundred dollars. <laughs> Wait, are you back in the <laughs> office now too? No, where I'm. Um, hybrid after fourth of july but we Wait, can go in whenever we want so you wore mom jeans just to do your zoom work um i had to be like on site with a client today so oh, I had okay, to gotcha. yeah um, and it was um like i said 111 degrees so damn. the choice was made by me and it wasn't a good one i hope mom jeans breathe um <laughs> do any jeans breathe yeah. i'm like i'm wearing a store dress tomorrow i have to work uh Sutton lets us know she's having a party she's like i am desperate to throw a party i have not been able to go to fashion week or paris i i'm throwing a thirty-five thousand dollar party and i just want to know make sure people show up um no, that party did not look like 35k. I know. I feel like how people... many Corollas is, is that? Like a oh, you can get like Corolla, three. You can get like four Corollas. A little, like a little souped up. Every everything I value. I judge everything by Corolla. Um, <laughs> yeah, and... that, that Corolla definitely has leather seats and a sunroof. They're trying to see if Erica come and, and they like. Well, just text her and Sutton text her to get a head count. And uh, Erica says she's going to come. And. Uh, you know, this is a really quick scene about this. Um, Kathy says, I don't know, it's really not. It's just like a quick scene. So this is like one of my weirdly favorite scenes, but it's like horrifying at the same time. Like, so we're at Rinna's house and all of a sudden we hear Harry, Harry, she's screaming and Harry's in his garden. Harry's garden, as I call it. And new garden, the newest garden. And she goes, Oh, look at your garden. And then he goes, 
harvest time for the potatoes harvest time he's like very quiet he's very soft spoken and Rena goes oh that's a nice size that's a nice size and Rena goes when the pandemic hit we needed a garden because harry said there would be armageddon which i'm like i remember being scared but i wasn't like harry hamlin scared you know i wasn't like i need to grow my own crop yeah because <laughs> the world ends if that happens, we're we're all just I'm just, we just have to die. <laughs> and so it's really fascinating because Rinna is overacting with everything in her life, and Harry is exactly opposite of that. He's like near death because he's she's like ah oh, pumpkin, and he's like that's that's ready to be harvested. That's ready to be harvested. <laughs> and you know he's just she, excited. He goes, yeah, he was it's very fall excited too. Obviously, he, she she goes. Harry went on the internet and learned how to make a garden. And we built a garden upstairs, and it went so great that he started building a garden downstairs. Which, by the way, Harry Hamlin probably is starting to build gardens like a hundred miles away just to get away we from need her. The backyard envy, Harry Hamlin edition. I would, I would watch a home and garden show with Harry Hamlin, HGTV. Yeah, I mean, if he can't travel to Canada right now to film his like lifetime if he, movie, if he can't, whatever, if he can't like, solo, he's camp. gonna need another, um, you know, another stream of income. Um, and I think it's HGTV. So he goes, uh, yeah, she goes, he goes, these are, uh, these are the French beans. These are French beans. And she's like, mm, these are good. And he's like, yeah, the house is becoming quite sustainable. And then she goes, is this your compost thing? And he's like, yeah, I take all the cuttings and I, I take it, chop it all off. And you, you know, it gives you the best soil you can ever have. And then she goes, do you put poop in there? And he, he, he goes, she goes, no. And, and then she goes, and like, it's so bizarre. And then she goes in a talking, and she goes, whatever Harry does, he's like a Midas. It turns to gold. I just like, I love Harry Hamlin, but like, I never think of him as King Midas. Like he's turned lifetime movies into gold, you know? It's like, has he? But we did learn he's been, this is his third marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, then he goes. So he hasn't turned any of his marriages into gold. So, so already we've got this whole garden, Armageddon, Armageddon, Garden. Let's call it Armageddon, yeah, Armageddon. And uh, then he goes, and then Rena goes, did you say we need to do a fire drill? And I was like, oh my God, I'm in heaven. And he goes, yeah, yeah, we have to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good idea. And then we go past this swimming pool, which is actually a reservoir. And uh, so then all of a sudden, I think like I feel like I'm like I'm in a fever dream. All of a sudden, they open this lid, and there's like a huge hose with a nozzle. And he's like, "Yeah, get all that out. Get all that out. Yeah." Now and then he's like, "Run around, just run around the garden. Yeah, run all the way back there." And it, I feel like he's literally wearing her out so she can't give him blowjobs. He's like, yeah, Probably. wear it out, then, wear him out, and then wear yourself she's out. Not going to be too tired. I want, I do not want your mouth anywhere near little Harry. You know, um, and then he goes, all of this has to happen in a minute, and she's like, I know, I know. I mean, we're really running through a thing where she puts the the hose in the reservoir pool, and then in case there's a fire, you know, which I I guess would happen in Harry's Armageddon wet dream. That what fires? if we do the Buca de Beppo party and then for like a like a dessert we go over to the Hamlins and like set a fire to see how fast Rinna can take you know I'm, I'm joking see if the watering system is really as good can you imagine just those poor those poor woodland creatures in their backyard having to he hear Rinna cackle as she's like hosing down things 
that's probably like what they like think their like mom sounds like like the baby birds are like is that my mom <laughs> and uh so erica tells uh rena tells harry i talked to erica today you know um uh, you know she's doing all right and he goes yeah okay just give her my best let her know we're all rooting for her and harry says you know my first marriage, you know, is an acrimonious split, but my second one, I just said, take whatever you want. Just get, take whatever you want. And Rinna says, well, in a talking head, she's like, I got all the emotional baggage. And Harry goes, I don't want to go through that again. So pinky promise. And this was kind of <laughs> cute. If it, I mean, I was, That's I was cute. kind of, I was like, okay, I, I like this. I don't want divorce. And, um, New scene, uh, Sutton's party. Uh, we see the place cards, calligraphy. We meet Nick, the event planner. We've seen him before at, uh, last season. And uh, she's like, this looks a little bridal looking. Come on, we, we need to mix this up. And this is when she's like, I missed fashion week. And I, I, I used to go to Europe four times a year. You know, I go, to, I go to Paris five times a year. And then she starts going, I miss walking in the rain. The patisseries. <laughs> she, <laughs> she just wanted to say patisseries. <laughs> and uh, they have jewelry out. She's like, it wouldn't hurt to make a sale or something to pay for all these parties. I'm like, bullshit. You don't like, you're not. I'm telling you, she gives out a thousand dollar gifts to all. Remember that handbag, the glove handbag yeah, she gave out. Course. She's not making money off shit. Like there, I mean, this Sutton store is not pulling in money. I don't, I just don't think it is, you know? No, it's just like a, a passion project, if you will. I'm waiting for the Sutton going out of business sale, you know? You have to go then. Yeah, I will the definitely. Liquidation. Um, so Kyle is at Crystal's house. She's wearing this polka dot outfit with a wide brim hat. And there's this purse, you guys, on the table. And Kyle, like, makes eyes at it. And then, like, all of a sudden won't stop making eyes at it. And then I find out... You guys, it's a Hermes handbag, a $95,000 handbag. You guys, I do not know purses at all. And then I found out since then, this purse has doubled in value. I didn't know purses appreciate. And isn't that wild? I mean, a purse like that. But like, sure. it seems so small. Like, it seems so tiny. I know. It does seem very small for it being worth 200 k And if a purse worth that money, why would you ever take it anywhere? Oh no! I would like never because you would be so nervous about. Yeah. So, like, is it just to something a, happening to it? Like, what? What is? What's the meaning of buying something like that? Is just to like? Is it like just status? I'm sure. Just is, because you can. You know, Drake has that room of Birkins, right, for his future wife. Ready for his future wife? Yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, duh. Uh, so uh, can't marry Drake till the album comes out. <laughs> so. She's uh, Kyle's like, I can only see this bag right now. And then Kyle said this once time before this season. She goes, holy macaroni. This deserves its own separate car. Um, Dorit is getting ready and she's like, I've got to run, honey, kiddos. And he's like, what are you wearing? You look gorgeous. You look like a 60s girl. And she's like, it's Parisian inspired. I don't want to eat Coco Vaughn at 12 p.m. And he goes, load up on caviar. And then she goes, bye, Jagalouche. Hi, Jagaloosh. And that's Jagger. And then um, Kyle says Erica's coming today. Um, it, Crystal says, I'm happy she's coming. And uh, Crystal asks how you're feeling about Dorit. And, and Kyle goes, I haven't spoken to her since uh, since the other day. I'm sensitive, but I'm not a pushover. Don't take advantage of me. I'm a forgive and forget person, but don't take advantage of that. Uh, we go back to Sutton's house. 
Uh, Nick has the champagne ready to be given out. Kyle and Crystal pull up to Kyle's old house. Remember, that's where Sutton is renting while her new house is uh, getting done. And we see flashbacks of all the parties that Kyle has thrown at this house. And we even had Kyle saying, you stole my goddamn house. Um, she loved using that one. Oh, she was ready. Uh, so people are kissing, you know, bonjour, bienvenue, Sutton is saying. She's double kissing everybody. Um, uh, it, it, she says, it's so interesting to see someone else's takes on decorating. And Rena comes in. And guys, guess what? Rena is in the same dress as Kyle. This is such uh, bullshit. And hilarity and she goes, ha, 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 ha. This just can't happen this many times, right? Like this is like somebody. But then I'm like, who's her. the mole? It's the producers, I think. I think they're telling her, you know. Yeah, I could see that, but it's kind of a story or a tired storyline now. Oh, totally, totally. Um, so, um. And Kyle even goes, I always think Rinna is doing this on purpose. And I'm like, yeah, I think she is too. Uh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> and Kyle goes, this is a case for the fashion police. She's done this too many times to too many different people. Uh, Dorit pulls up. Dorit sees both of them. And she's like, oh, my God. Garcelle walks in all in this purple number. I don't know. Like a bucket hat with Louis Vuitton. Um they're all cheering. Today is an amazing day because of Biden Harris. We need some sanity put back in this country. Um, they're saying our first half black, half Asian vice president. All the little girls are so inspired. Uh, and Kyle says, I told the girls we had a female vice president. Kathy Hilton walks in. Um, Kathy says, this is what I wear the daytime in Paris. And I think she's, isn't she I just in that. like jeans and a sports great. jacket or she look awesome. I yeah. love that. Um, Garcelle says, um, I was, uh, I was shocked to find out about Erica and Tom. I didn't see it coming. Um, and, uh, she's like, we just talked about Tom in Tahoe and she even welled up and we had a flashback of that scene. Um, and Dorit says, you know, when Erica's ready, she will share. And Rinna says, that's when you need your girlfriends. And I'm like, I don't like, honestly, this is a show. I don't think. Do you really think these are Erica Jane's girlfriend, girlfriends, you know? Does she have? Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> like, probably the closest she's going to get, fortunately. So we cut to the limo and we see Erica doing like a breathing. She's like, <sighs> and then we go back to the inside of the house. Garcelle says, no one knew in Tahoe. And you think she really filed? And, and, uh, and then Garcelle goes, shouldn't she wait? And Kyle goes, for what? And Dorit says, I literally know what you're thinking right now. And Garcelle says, I don't know. They've been married so long. I didn't say it. Which there, she's implying, like, why didn't she wait? Tom's about dead. And Sutton yeah, says. Yeah, that's how I understood yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sutton says, Tom's 82, but people live until they're 100 now. And Erica walks up, walking up to the house. Her head is held high. She gets to the door. And we see her walk in and shut the door with her right hand. And it's a very, uh, it's, you know, it's a very powerful, uh, last frame, you know, it's like, it's, they did it. The editors did a good job with that one. Yeah. 
And that's it. And there was no preview for next week, even though you can find previews for next week in... Uh, I was like, about to say, I was so pissed. I thought my DVR cut it off. No, no, there was but. no preview. But you can find it if you if you look for it. There, I, I saw it on Twitter. It didn't, you know, it seemed like just more of this. So I, I just thought it was... The first time I watched it, I was like, eh. But then the second and third time I watched it, I was like, what's, what's up with you? You need to get a life. But I liked it better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think we'll be... We have 48 hours until the next one. Yeah, that's why I thought so. this would be good to recap this so you guys. It got y'all pumped up and excited. For 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 this week. Um, Emily, thank you so much for taking this time. Emily is one of my favorite people to record with. Um, and is there any way we can support you? If anybody knows Diplo, please introduce him to Emily. <laughs> um, but is, is there anything that we can support you? That's That, I think, is the best way. We'll also follow Emily on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Emily B. Clayton. That's C-L-A-Y-T-O-N. And uh, she will be on many more times to come. So if you hate her, that's your tough luck, you guys. Exactly. And subscribe to the Patreon. And <laughs> oh, yeah. All the Real Housewives of Orange County episodes that we did. And so all, all of Summer House. All Summer House was on there, too. So Yeah. I don't know. Get ready um, for us to go in on Kyle uh, <laughs> Bronwyn for a, <laughs> what felt like a lifetime. Good boy. <laughs> Good boy, Emily. <laughs> Bye, Ryan. Betches.